Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. And I've got a fun story for you today. James Armistead Lafayette. 1760 to 1832. Okay, he, he was one of the most important American spies during the Revolution. As a slave in Virginia, he witnessed a whole lot of the war, and following the British siege of Richmond in 1781, he asked his master, William Armistead, for permission to serve in the cause of the American independence with General Marquis de Lafayette. <laughs> he's, he's the young Frenchman who came to fight with, the, with George Washington. <laughs> There's a real hero. We'll get his story in here, too, pretty soon. You betcha. Now, his master agreed, and Lafayette accepted his services. Lafayette dispatched Armistead to the camp of the patriot-turned-traitor Benedict Arnold. Okay, now, understand, uh, at this point, Benedict Arnold was actually a British general. He was fighting against us. Now, he went there to pose as an escaped slave looking for work. <laughs> Arnold accepted Armistead and allowed him to work in the camp, thus placing him around other British generals too, including British Commander-in-Chief Lord Cornwallis. Armistead obtained a lot of good information, vital information, about British plans and troop movements, and he daily sent them to General Lafayette. <laughs> and ironically, George or Lord Cornwallis, he trusted Armistead so much <laughs> that he even asked him to become a British spy to watch the Americans. <laughs> well, Armistead agreed, and, and thus he became a double spy, feeding accurate information to the Americans and inaccurate information to the British. Now, upon learning that the British fleet was moving Cornwallis and his troops to Yorktown, Armistead quickly relayed that information to Lafayette and Washington, <laughs> and, and they gathered the American forces at Yorktown. After the British troops had landed and the British fleet had unsuspectingly departed from the Chesapeake Bay, the Americans engaged the British while the French fleet blockaded the bay to keep the British Navy from returning. That was key! The Battle of Yorktown ensued, and the British without their navy to provide reinforcements or supplies, and with no way to retreat off the peninsula, they were trapped. They were trapped and finally surrounded. Armistead, his crucial information, had helped bring a victorious end to the American Revolution. How much do we owe him for that? <laughs> wow. Following the war, Armistead returned to slavery on his master's plantation. Three years later, in 1784, General Lafayette returned to America for a visit, and he met with his friend Armistead. Lafayette penned a certificate to Virginia leaders praising the work and important contributions of Armistead. Armistead, well, he petitioned to the legislature for his freedom, and it was granted <laughs> New Year's Day, 1787. And in his later years, Armistead also received a retirement pension. He got that from the state for his military services. Following his emancipation, Armistead adopted the name of Lafayette and thereafter called himself James Lafayette. And he remained as a farmer the rest of his life. Uh, general Lafayette became an ardent foe of slavery. Now, this is the French general. Uh, and he was a foe of slavery both in America and in Europe. And it's believed that it was his association with James Armistead that helped clarify his views on slavery, leading him to begin that long, strong public crusade against slavery. 
1824, General Lafayette made his final visit to America. His tour across the nation was greeted by crowds of thousands in city after city. When touring Richmond, the general recognized in the crowd his black comrade from four decades earlier, and he called him out by name and embraced him, and that was the last time the two patriot friends were to meet. Okay, Jordan Freeman and Lambo or Lambert Latham. In 1781, both black and white soldiers fought side by side at the Battle of Groton Heights, Connecticut. The American force <laughs> only 84 men, but is led by Colonel William Ledyard. And he, he was attempting to defend the town of New London from a large invading force led by uh, American traitor-turned-British General Benedict Arnold. Well, after suffering heavy casualties against the overwhelming British numbers, Colonel Ledyard and his remaining troops retreated to tiny Fort Griswold. It was equipped with only a few small cannon. The Americans eventually ran out of ammunition, and, and when the British charged the fort, the Americans used their rifles as clubs, fighting back the British with only bayonets and pikes. The British began scaling the walls of the fort. Upon reaching the top, the British officer leading the attack, this was Major Montgomery, he was speared and killed by black patriot Jordan Freeman. <laughs> the British rushed over the walls and quickly overran the fort, overpowering the few remaining Americans. A British officer then asked the American prisoners, Who commanded the fort? <laughs> and Colonel Ledyard replied, I did once, you do now. And he handed his sword to the British officer, as was customary with a surrender. The British officer then took Ledyard's own sword and thrust it through Ledyard's body all the way to the hilt. That act was witnessed by all the remaining Americans, including black patriot Lambert Latham. Now, when the flagpole of the fort had earlier been shot down by the British during the battle, Lambert, he grabbed the American flag and he held it up with his arms until he was captured. <sighs> Latham had stood silently with the other American prisoners, but upon witnessing the cold-blooded murder of his commander, Nell, now he's the black historian, he records what next occurred. Lambert retaliated upon the British officer by thrusting his bayonet through his body. Lambert, in return, received from the enemy 33 bayonet wounds, and thus fell nobly avenging the death of his commander. The British, angered by the loss of so many of their soldiers at the hands of so few Americans, promptly slaughtered all the remaining Americans left in the fort, including Jordan Freeman. Interestingly, Freeman had been a slave of Colonel Ledyard, the commander of the fort, but had been freed by him. As a free man, Freeman had remained in the area and married, and when the region came under attack from the British, Freeman chose to stay and fight for America side by side with the man who had once been his master. Oh, you're going to like this one, too. Peter Salem. <laughs> Peter Salem was a member of the famous Massachusetts Minutemen and was involved in a number of important battles, including the battles of Bunker Hill, Concord, and Saratoga. That was the first American victory of the Revolution. However, it was at the Battle of Bunker Hill on June 17, 1775, that he gained notoriety. 
After the battles of Lexington and Concord, American troops from Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island assembled at Boston to confront the 5,000 British troops stationed there. The outmanned American forces engaged the British outside the city. The Americans were winning the battle. They killed a thousand of those redcoats. <laughs> well, they, 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 they began running out of ammunition. And with the Americans' near defeat, the British commander, now this is Major John Pitcairn, now he'd earlier led the British forces against the Americans at Lexington. Aha! Uh -huh. Well, he mounted the hill and shouted, The day is ours! Whereupon, Peter Salem promptly shot him. <laughs> he sent the British troops into confusion, and that allowed the Americans to escape safely. Hey, thanks for listening, folks. Until tomorrow, remember, you're learning the truth. Speak with boldness and keep your powder dry.